Thank you. 
reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. If you are not in the flesh, you are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit of life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give you life to your mortal bodies, also through his Spirit that dwells in you. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
his sisters sent the message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Thomas, who was called twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. <coughs> now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brothers. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Son, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb 
to leave there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid me? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of my man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord.
even though Jesus' disciples feared that the Jewish authorities were already out there trying to arrest him and to kill him, and that walking over to Bethany would be quite dangerous. Even though it seemed that so much was at stake, Jesus lacked anxiety. He lacked fear. And he stayed centered in God's presence. I noticed he trusted God completely. I noticed he was opening himself to be a vehicle through which others might experience God. I noticed that he did not rush the process. I noticed that when Jesus did go to Bethany, he waited some distance off to the place where Martha met him. And he met with Martha, and then with Mary, and spoke to them about what had happened. He was with them in their grief. And I noticed that he wept. Not when he heard about Lazarus' death, but when he bore witness to Mary's grief. I noticed that as Jesus approached the tomb, it became increasingly clear how dead Lazarus was. In the Jewish tradition, it, said, it is said that it takes three days for the soul to leave the body. Jesus showed up on the fourth day. Beside that, there was a stench. I noticed that Lazarus was quite positively and quite completely dead. And finally, I noticed something about us in this gospel. I noticed that when Jesus called Lazarus, come out, my heartbeat quickens, and something in me stirs and gets excited about us reading this today as we gather together to dream up ways to infuse more life and energy into our community, to dream up ways to make this part of the body of Christ that we call Trinity Church stronger and more sustainable. Not to preserve an institution, but to continue to uphold a place where Christ can breathe life into us and into the world through us, here, together. Now, thank God, we are far from being quite positively and quite completely dead as Lazarus was. This is good news. In fact, Trinity is one of the more vibrant faith communities I have ever seen. And yet, it is clear that something is still waiting to be called out in us, through us. It is clear that God is still looking for opportunities to breathe new life into us. And God does seem to be always seeking out ways to breathe life into creation. After forming us from the mud of the earth in Genesis, it is written that God breathed life into humanity. God breathed life back into a valley full of dry bones in the Ezekiel reading that we skipped today. But if you come back to the Easter vigil, you'll hear it then. God breathed life into baby after baby after baby throughout time until God breathed life into a baby who was God, who is life and is breath, Jesus. 
And now we see that Jesus extended the breath of life with abundance throughout his time on earth and does so even now. Except, Jesus' gift of abundant life is more than just breath. It is relationship, invitation, and direction. When Jesus speaks to us, and we are brave enough to listen, amazing things happen. Remember all the times he told people to step into fuller life, and they listened? Put down your nets and follow me. Take up your mat and go. Little girl, arise. Blind man, go and wash. Lazarus, come out. Jesus, speaking to those he encountered, speaks to me and makes me wonder what he is saying to us. How much closer can we listen? How much deeper can we go? Are we consumers of Sunday morning church services? Or are we friends, seekers, followers of Jesus Christ, asking him to come? to heal us, to weep with us, to call to us, to be with us, to empower us. In other words, are we the body of Christ in this world? If so, let us get on with it. If we are the body of Christ, let us say what we believe, pray like we know God is listening, feast with Jesus at this table, and then be sent out to do God's work, first in this place, where we are fortified to be a foundation for God's love, and then in ever-widening circles, so that the way is made clear for the breath of God to bring life everywhere, abundant life, for the voice of Christ calling to us to be heard everywhere, for the love of God to be known everywhere. We have work to do. I cannot imagine a better group of people to be doing this work.
your prayers for peace, for goodwill among the nations, and for the well-being of all people. Praying for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in any need or trouble. I ask your prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of God. Pray that they may find and be found by God. I ask your prayers for the departed. Pray for those who have died. I invite your prayers of intercession and thanksgiving at this time, either silently or aloud. Praise God for those of every generation in whom Christ has been honored. Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own day. Let us pray together a prayer for our parish. Gracious God, we pray that your Holy Spirit of our Trinity Church in this time of change and liberty. During this interim time, open our hearts to thanksgiving with this parish as we are now, and as we serve our goals for the future. And by our searching many people who are together in patience and harmony as they listen to your voice. Following the service, please 
This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. As supper was ending, Jesus took the cup of wine, and when he given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for all, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ is God. Christ is risen. Christ will come here. Remembering his death and resurrection, we now present to you from your creation this bread and this wine. By your Holy Spirit, may they be for us the body and blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Bread, we can share these gifts may be filled with the Holy Spirit and live as Christ's body in the world. Bring us into the everlasting heritage of your daughters and sons, that with all your saints, past, present, and yet to come, we may praise your name forever. Through Christ, and with Christ, and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, to you be honor, glory, and praise forever and ever.
Let us pray. on this your family, Almighty God, that by your great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore. Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you all the